You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Patrons like Beth Brown, Vicky Alvarado, Jennifer Gatlin, Aaron Beal, Jorge, Angel Peralta, and Travis Davis. Our patrons make the show possible. To see how you can support the podcast and get rewards, please visit patreon.com slash creepypod. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror, Day 16. What was in the store with me that night? Written by Jared Blanchard and narrated by Collins Van Gordon. Have you ever worked an overnight shift at a retail store? If so, then you know how eerie it can be. The lack of customers, the cheery music continuing to play despite the lack of anyone to hear it. It can all be pretty chilling. But that's not why my hands are shaking so badly as I type this. That's not why the half-empty liquor bottle next to me finds its way to my lips at intervals too numerous to count. I need someone to hear my story. To tell me it isn't true. To tell me that I'm crazy and stupid. Someone to tell me anything, as long as they tell me that it isn't real. I seem to be getting ahead of myself. Booze tends to do that to me. Allow me to start from the beginning. My name is Daniel. And I work for a rather large, upscale craft store. My title isn't necessarily important, but let's just say I make a fair amount of cash for a fair amount of work. A few weeks ago, the upper management did what they typically do this time of year. They allowed workers to volunteer for third shift, or overnight shift, as it's called. This helps to keep the place tidier and more well-stocked during the rough holidays that batter the store and the staff during business hours. Me, being a night owl, I signed up immediately, of course. No customers, no screaming children, no constant questioning about the location of the restroom. Sign me up. I didn't mind sleeping during the day. Hell, that's when my sleep felt more restful anyway. My first night went off without a hitch. I arrived at midnight and was met by the assistant manager, who unlocked the doors and let me inside. Steve was a nice guy. The kind of manager who you felt you could have a beer with after work. We talked, laughed at how customers, despite the closed sign, still made their way to the front door at 1am, inquiring if we were open. I was stationed at the back of the store, in the temporary Christmas decor location, working out roll after roll of wrapping paper and humming to myself. 
Earlier in the night, Steve had turned down the master volume on the in-store music, plunging the building into an unnatural silence. The humming alleviated this slightly. Steve was elsewhere, doing his manager stuff in the cash office, I assumed. My pricing gun clicked in the rapid succession as I tagged endless rolls of paper, some red, some green. It was then that I heard it. It started off low, like it was coming from the other side of the store. I knew immediately what it was. A squeaky shopping cart wheel. I figured it was Steve dicking around in the store doing God knows what. I returned my attention to the rolls of paper. 6 a.m. rolled around, and we both made our way to the time clock. After some exchange pleasantries, Steve and I exited the building, locking the doors behind us. My drive home was foggy, the sleepless night throwing my internal clock off balance. As soon as I entered my apartment, I flung myself onto my couch and fell into a dreamless slumber. Before I drifted off, though... I thought I heard a sound coming from the hallway outside. In hindsight, I probably should have been more worried, but exhaustion beat curiosity as my last conscious thought was simply, Is that a shopping cart rolling by? Night two went pretty much the same as night one, as did nights three and four. Night five, however, turned out to be a night I would not only never forget, it would be the night that would eventually kill me. It all started so typically. Clock in, grab stock, put it on the shelves. That was when Steve's cell phone rang. I could hear the chipper tune all the way in my corner of the store. Steve ran to me, pale and out of breath. His son had fallen clammy and unresponsive, prompting his wife to take the infant to the ER. Steve explained that he needed to go as soon as possible. I told him to go. His family was much more important than this place. What came out of my mouth next, I will regret until the day I die. I told him that I would stay and work until the morning crew arrived, to simply lock me in and I would explain to the manager in the morning. Steve seemed relieved at this and promptly made his way out to the front door, thanking me and fumbling around with his keys. I watched him lock the door, the lock emitting a soft thud, which for some reason held an odd finality to it. I stared at his taillights burned red in the parking lot and he sped off into the night. A chill ran down my spine. The isolation and silence washing over me like consecutive waves of ice water. I shook it off. I'm a grown man, for God's sakes. I shouldn't be afraid of being alone in a locked, secure building. I laughed at my childish fear and returned to my corner, a black maggot of dread wriggling in my belly. Everything was normal and quiet until around 3 a.m. That was when I heard it again. A soft, rhythmic squeaking. The squeaking of a rusty shopping cart wheel. I had heard that sound a million times before having worked in retail for so long. So there was no mistake about it. 
It was slow and plodding. Its sounds echoing ever so delicately over the silence of the building, but it was there. I listened, my stomach exploding with fear. Was someone else in here? God help me, a burglar? I was alone, and all I could think of that was someone had broken in or waited in the restaurants for closing time, then thinking it was clear, emerged to pillage what they could. And here was me, pricing gun in my hand and a look of terror on my face. I took a breath. Maybe it wasn't a shopping cart wheel after all. Maybe it was an air conditioner unit fan, squeaking and voicing its outrage at the lack of upkeep on it. This calmed me a fair bit, rationality finally speaking up. I sighed and shook my head. This shitty old place has been falling apart for years, and now is jumping at the sounds of an AC swan song? I clipped my pricing gun to my belt loop and began walking toward the stockroom, which housed the thermostat. All the while, the squeaking had grown distant, like it had moved. I tried not to think about it. Upon reaching the thermostat, my stomach grew cold. The AC wasn't on. At this point, I wasn't about to be a hero and investigate any further. I turned around and walked briskly toward the front of the store, the squeaking growing louder as I approached the double doors. I rounded the corner toward the entrance and was immediately aware of two things. The fact that the squeaking had stopped, and the fact that a shadowy figure stood at the opposite side of the doors, leaning against a shopping cart. Hello, Bill Band here from the All 80s Movies Podcast to tell you about Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get your 50% off today. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. First, I, I couldn't move. Could it be Steve? The thought comforted me as I walked, sprinted, to the front door waving and smiling. That is, until I drew close enough to make out who was just standing on the other side of the glass. It was a man. Or had been at one time. His skin was the color of blood and rust, and it was draped over his skeletal form, hanging and sagging in various spots. 
His lanky body was peppered with cuts and gashes which had been crudely sewn up with what looked like copper wire. Maggots and yellow fluid oozed from the openings. He was completely nude, but there were no genitals to speak of. They were simply not there. His skin moved and writhed, as if something underneath were struggling to escape. His hands clung to the shopping cart before him, apparently not by choice. Barbed wire surrounded his clenched hands, anchoring them to the cross-handle bar of the cart, which itself was corroded and rusted. More barbed wire crisscrossed the mesh of the cart, creating a pattern of pure anguish and pain. His face... God. His face was the worst part by far. His mouth looked as if the skin of his cheeks and oral area had been cut off by a scalpel, peeled away, revealing rotten black gums and teeth. It almost looked as if he were... smiling at me. His eye sockets were black and hollow. Ragged tissue and decayed matter clumped to them as he turned his face toward me. He had no eyes. Yet, somehow he still saw me. His bald head glistened in the moonlight, slick from God knows what sort of bodily fluid. I stared for who knows how long. My eyes were locked onto his sockets. He never moved. Not an inch. He simply stood and... smiled at me. Then, without warning, he slammed the decrepit shopping cart into the glass partition. Once. Twice. Three times. He became stationary yet again. I stepped back and fought back the urge to vomit. As I said, I'm not a hero, nor did I feel the need to rationalize what I saw. I turned to run, but my feet refused to comply. I shifted my way forward, but without my legs' cooperation, I simply fell to the ground. I scrambled up, my legs finally regaining their mobility, and looked toward the doors. It was gone. I blinked, unsure what to do. My mind was telling me a thousand things, but only one registered. Call for help. I fumbled for my cell phone, my shaking fingers barely able to hit the touchscreen keys. A soft squeak emanated from behind me and I turned to look, unable to stop myself. And there it was, pacing between aisles, the way a browsing shopper does when he is unsure of what he wants to purchase. I cocked my head and stared. It wasn't looking at me, it was simply looking at the product, gently pushing the hellish cart up and down each aisle. It stopped occasionally to stare at a particularly interesting item, stock still, then continued its slow journey. This confused me. I watched it for who knows how long, and even silently followed it around, unable to look away from the being before me. The squeaking of the wheels grew louder and louder with every push until it completely filled the empty store, grinding and squealing like an old machine in need of oil. 
I was vaguely aware of the phone in my hand as I let it fall to my side. My grip loosened and before I could stop myself, I let the phone tumble from my fingers. It clattered to the floor next to me, the sound almost inaudible over the squeaking. To me, anyway. Instantly, the creature snapped its gaze toward me and the squeaking stopped. Thick silence hung in the air as we once again stared at one another. Then, the unthinkable happened. Its head began to spasm, rapidly back and forth, flinging fluid and maggots onto the shelves surrounding it. As quickly as it started, however, it froze again, locking its eye sockets onto me. It started to move toward me, slowly at first, but gathering momentum. I turned to run, only now realizing that I'd followed it to the middle of the store, and I could hear it, squeaking and squalling as I tried my hardest to outpace it. It was barreling toward me now. I could hear it gaining on me at an alarming rate. I turned my head and looked back. It had stopped and was staring at an item on the shelf next to it. Once again, still as a statue. I continued running, my feet carrying me ever closer to the front doors. I turned to catch one last glimpse of it, only to discover that it was staring at me once again, its empty eye sockets gazing straight through me. I turned my head forward just in time to see a body appear before me. I tried to stop, but it was too late as my momentum carried me forward and I slammed into... Steve. Keys still in hand. We both fell to the ground, Steve cursing and inquiring somehow at the same time. I didn't explain, I just darted out of the still open front doors and jumped into my car. I drove like a maniac until I reached my apartment and locked myself inside. That was six days ago. I still hear it. The squeaking? I hear it outside of my apartment, pacing the hallway back and forth. It never stops, it never changes, it just gets louder. What did I see? What was that thing? And why did it want me? It doesn't matter now, I guess. I am going to die in here, I'm very sure of that. I can't bring myself to open my front door or even look out the window. I know he'll be there. Staring at me with those hollow sockets and grinning at me with his death grin. The squeaking has stopped now. It's been replaced by a pounding noise. I, I know what it is. I've heard it before. One. Two. Three times. It's the sound of a shopping cart slamming against a door. My door. This is Paul Sadin, producer of this episode of Creepy. I have a new horror anthology out just in time for the holidays. It's called 12 Deaths of Christmas, and you can find it now on Amazon. 
or by going over to paulsading.com and following the link under the books tabs. I also do podcasts, so be sure to check out either or all Subject Found, Who Killed Julie, and Diary of a Madman. Again, paulsading.com to find out about my new book, 12 Deaths of Christmas, available on Amazon. And if you're digging what you're listening to underneath my credits, check out Night Stalker, a perfectly titled band for this time of year. Go over to jamesvanbolt.com forward slash the Night Stalker and check out more of their tunes. Thanks to Night Stalker for letting us use their song, The Frost Giant's Daughter. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at CreepyPod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. <laughs> Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.